Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully and I grade AEW Dynamite year number one. We talk about the highs and very few lows of what I thought was a very good year one of AEW Dynamite on TNT. We discuss also with the Busted Open Nation and speaking about the nation. Nation very disappointed that Glow, the Netflix series, has been canceled after just three seasons. We have original Glow Girl Hollywood on to talk about it right now on the Busted Open podcast. Want to get some of our takes on what the year has been like for AEW? I have my list, my laminated list, Bully. Everything I think is spelled correctly. I have my laminated list of my top five moments and matches over the last year for AEW in general. And then I want to get the take of the Busted Open Nation as well, how they feel about AEW. Maybe even give a grade of the first year of AEW Dynamite. Sounds good. That could be a lot of fun. I think that could be a lot of fun. Now, my list is... Not just AEW Dynamite, it's really the whole AEW company, which started the 1st of January. That's when we officially knew that AEW was going to be a thing. And then AEW Dynamite, I have what I feel is the best moment of AEW Dynamite. And I also have my list of just AEW and their top five moments and matches. So this could be a lot of fun because I want to hear... From the Busted Open Nation as well, because, Bully, I I think, I want to get your take, obviously, I think it's been a very successful year for AEW. I completely agree. I think it's been a great year for AEW. Uh, if this is their, um, um, if this was their first album, it, it, it's a really strong first album. It's an Appetite for Destruction-esque first year for AEW. Is it is it a strong state statement when you say that they really truly changed the landscape of pro wrestling in 2019 and 2020? Changing the landscape. No. I think they gave the wrestling world the alternative that it was looking for and it so desperately needed. I think they put some fun back into the wrestling business, or at least mainstream on television wrestling. In a lot of ways, AEW, for whatever reason, a, a reason bully that I will never, ever fully understand, and maybe the nation could help us on this one, is it in some ways divided the pro wrestling fan? Man, it's, it was Tony Khan's birthday the other day. I just sent out a tweet. You know, because Tony Khan has been a friend of the show. He follows us on social media platforms. And I wished him a happy birthday. And it was crazy, like, what people had to say in the comments of just that. All, my, my, my tweet was simple. Happy birthday, Tony Khan. 
and you still get like people arguing about AEW and WWE. It's it's crazy how this one year of AEW has given us extreme highs in what we've seen on Dynamite each and every Wednesday, but how in a lot of ways it's really heated up the pro wrestling community. Well, for the WWE diehard, this is the first time in a long time that they've actually had any competition. So they go out there and they try to defend the company that they love. On the flip side, AEW diehard fans are doing the same thing to WWE fans. It's, it, it gets a little ugly on social media at times. It gets a little unnecessary. But I guess uh, we haven't had it in so long. I guess it's kind of welcome, the healthy competition. I just don't know how healthy it is on social media. That's the only problem. You get people attacking other people just because they said they like something. I mean, even me and you deal with it. If we put AEW you know, over NXT fans, like, oh, those guys are such marks for AEW or, or vice versa. You know, you know what? I, I'm a mark for good pro wrestling. I'm a mark for good storytelling. I'm a good mark for good characters. And as a uh, you know, a professional who's been doing this for a long time, I get more excited when somebody can, you know, really grab my attention these days. And grabbing my attention can be with a great match, a great promo, a great moment in time. Hell, Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss grabbed me by the throat the other night and did not let go. That moment in time is blazed in my head from Monday Night Raw. Raw is a three-hour show with a lot of things going on. But Bray and Alexa staring each other in the eyes, holding uh, you know, uh, their opponents uh, or the, whoever the two people were that they were going to hit with the double sister Abigail. That was awesome. I'm a mark for that stuff. I'm a mark for wrestlers who can command my emotions. And I wish fans were a little bit more accepting of one another. If you like, listen, it's okay to debate something. If like, if you liked one match more than, you know, somebody else liked the match, hell, that's how me and you got together. You thought Okada and Omega was the greatest wrestling match you ever saw. I vehemently disagreed. And that's fine. Like, and, and again, like you could like NXT more than AEW or vice versa. That's fine. We're not telling you which company to choose from, but I'm going to come on. Like if I don't like a Monday Night Raw, you know, if I find it illogical, I'm going to I'm going to voice my opinion on Tuesday. And I think we've been very, very honest when, and open when it's come to AEW Dynamite. Now, I'm asking the nation for grades. So, Bully, let me ask you, what grade would you give the first year of AEW Dynamite? I would like to give it a higher grade. And I'm going to explain to you why I can't. But I give it a B plus. I B would plus give is it a pretty damn good grade, by the way. I think B-plus is a very fair grade for AEW's first year. I would have given it an A easily if there was more psychology involved in their wrestling. If they told better stories in the ring. If they adhered to their own rules. Keyword, own, own, O-W-N, own rules. If you start up a new company and you tell me, well, you know, the tag teams are going to have a 10 count instead of a five count to get out of the ring, you know, while they're doing double teams. Okay, those are your rules. I guess I'll abide by them as a fan. Now, if you can't abide by your own rules, shame on you. If you're going to use a 10 count because you're trying to get around, 
you know, you're trying to make things more exciting. Well, adhere to your own rules. So that's why I give him a B plus. I think if AEW tighten the screws with their psychology, with the rules, um, and with the depth of their storytelling, and I'll put the depth of their storytelling yet last because I know that uh, people have very short attention spans these days, and maybe a, you know maybe a month or two is is as long as people can stay invested. But that's why I give them the B plus. So and B and B plus is a str- strong, strong, grade. strong no grade doubt. and plenty of room for improvement. Yeah, and I get that. I, I'm going. I'm going to give them an A. Bully for, and I have my reasons too of why I'm going to give them an A. First of all, to be able to do what AEW has done is something that we have not seen in 20 years. I'm not even talking about the competition to WWE because that's just one show on Wednesdays. But, and it seems like it was a lifetime ago, Bully, but when we did have full arenas for wrestling, they really gave that live element unlike anything that we've seen in a long, long time in pro wrestling. Like, just the excitement. You you would come on the air on Thursdays, and when I would ask you which show did you prefer, you would, go, you would kind of lean towards AEW. Why? Because of the fan element and the live element that they were able to capture from that crowd each and every Wednesday night. It's been a long, long time, Bully, since we've been able to see full crowds in an arena in pro wrestling since the days of WCW and to have wrestling on TNT to see this evolve as quickly as it has evolved. I think that's very, very strong. Also what they've been able to do with their young talent, they have really been able to grab young talent and really make them big stars. Case in point, orange Cassidy, uh, case in point, Darby Allen, You know, they didn't rely on just older WWE superstars that they were able to bring in and say, all right, these are going to be the stars. Now, they obviously did that with Chris Jericho. There's your mainstream star. But really, this year has been about Chris Jericho getting the younger talent over. Listen, you can make the case that the most over talent in AEW is MJF, Darby Allin, and Orange Cassidy. So they have done a great job with that. So I think when you look at where they were able to start and where they are right now, the other thing I bring up, Bully, when it comes to AEW is what they've been able to do during this pandemic. Gabby actually told me uh, before the show started that AEW Dynamite has been in a pandemic longer than they were not in the pandemic. Think about that. You know, most most of their shows has been during this pandemic. How difficult that must be. Also, Bully, I just mentioned that you lean more towards AEW in the early days of the show because of the live element and the crowd. But I think that they are able to do a good job of evolving during this pandemic. We always said that real, before the WWE was able to do it, they handled it better. They were the first ones to be able to give that still that feel of a live show, even though there wasn't a large audience. Having it at Daly's Place, having it outdoors, having the pyro, you know, having, you know, about 200, 250 fans in attendance. They were able to do that and they were ahead of the curve. So they get that A grade from me because of what they've been able to do during this pandemic, the live element when there was fans and when there was not fans. 
me giving them the B plus because of lack of psychology and you giving me the A because of the atmosphere that they were able to create and how they were able to get through the pandemic, I think is extremely fair grading. I know that uh, when it comes to fandom, you really love AEW for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, they It reminds you of a lot of the wrestling that you loved, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Whether that was the NWA, whether that was ECW, uh, whether that was world class. By the way, last night in uh, at the Team 3D Academy, mandatory viewing. Von Erichs versus the Freebirds. Um, so I can understand why you gave them that grade. I had to knock it down a little bit because to me, psychology will always be the foundation of all great pro wrestling. Once again, and I say that at I say this ad nauseum at times. I have no problem with wrestlers doing every move that they want to do, as long as those moves make sense, as long as they are registered properly, and as long as they are sold properly. One of the biggest problems in AEW is a lack of psychology at times, and more often than not, not registering or selling moves properly. If they could get that under control, wow. Wow. It I, would I, it would feel like the NWA of the 80s in the middle of that ring. And you know what, Bully? And, and, and man, I, I wish people could see you because just the way your are just the, the look in your eyes when you said, wow, like if once they get out that under control and they're able to to do a better job with they, their psychology, it's 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 amazing the potential that this company could have moving forward. Because the one thing, too, Bully, is that this company does have legs. I mean, we, we they have signed a long-term deal with TNT. This company is not going anywhere. And right now, they're just a TV product. They're not... They're, they, they're not doing live events outside, so they're just strictly what you see is what you get. AEW Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube and AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays on TNT. But, like, we're still talking about a, a company that's only, you know, AEW Dynamite's only been around for a year. It's amazing what they've been able to accomplish in just one year. And listen, I don't give a shit. You know, people are on social media that are calling me an AEW, Marco LaGreca, you're a kiss-ass to AEW. That's fine. I'm going to tell you how I feel as a person who's been watching professional wrestling for over 40 years. Before the pandemic, Bully, and I said this on this show many, many times, my favorite show was NWA Power. Well, there is no NWA Power right now. Right now, my favorite show... And and um, I, I listened to them yesterday. There's seven or eight live. There's seven or eight shows weekly when it comes to pro wrestling or more. My favorite show right now is AEW Dynamite, and that's not because of any other reason than I love watching it from eight to ten on TNT on Tuesdays. NXT is a a, a very close. Actually, probably NXT would now be third. I, I think I might even give the the second spot uh, uh, to Friday Night SmackDown. But you know what? For me, as a 40-plus-year-old fan, to put my number one favorite show to watch week in and week out is a show that's only been around a year, I think is very, very telling. Now, is it because it's new and different, or is it because you truly like the show better than anything else? That's a great question, Bully, because obviously it being new and being different is going to factor into that. Right. I mean, you watch Monday Night Raw 
good or bad, there's a there's that comfortable, familiar feeling to Monday Night Raw. Especially the last 10 years, there's been a, probably a lot more lows than highs when it comes to Monday Night Raw. But with AEW, it it is kind of like the cool thing. There's no doubt about it. We'll see in time if that continues, if that love fest continues. Only time will tell. But I would be lying to you, Bully, if I said that that new feeling and that different feeling doesn't factor into the reason why it's my favorite show week in and week out. When it comes to their fan base, I would say that AEW is still very much in the honeymoon phase, albeit a very strong honeymoon phase. Yeah. And if if fans were... Listen... Florida is wide open. The governor of Florida said, if you want to put 65,000 people into a Miami Dolphins game, go right ahead. So if AEW or the WWE, for that matter, if they went to an outdoor stadium, wanted to fill the place to capacity, they could. No questions asked. Now it's just a question of, I truly believe if AEW let fans back in tomorrow, that experience would become instantaneously. I'm trying to find the right word to properly describe the energy that you would feel in that room because look at the energy you get from 300 people singing Jericho song. I know. Look at the energy you got when Orange Cassidy came out after Cody's match against Brody. That's from 300 people. Those 300 want to sound like 3,000. And if you put 3,000 in there, they're going to want to sound like 30,000. Those AEW fans especially are chomping at the bit to get back into those shows, be part of that live experience, and be part of the sing-along. Back in the day in the Attitude Era, we had so much fun things. W-O-R-M, uh, what up? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. We don't get that in the WWE anymore. We get that in AEW. And that's why if I'm a fan, dude, I want to be a part of that experience. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Boy, are you ready to get to the nation? Because we've got a lot of people on the line that want to give their grades. You ready? Let's talk any more quality. All right, let's go to Russell in Alabama. What's going on, Russell? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? What's up, brother? What's your hey, grade uh, for the first year of AEW Dynamite? Uh, my grade, I'm going to give them a B. Uh, just for the simple fact that I'd like to see them push their homegrown talent a little bit more. Other than that, I have no complaints. I just I think the fact that all the single titles have been held by ex-WWE guys to start with, and I understand why they're doing it. They're putting butts in seats and butts in front of the TV. But for, it's, I think it's time to push guys like Darby, Kenny, uh, and, and a few other guys like that. Uh, as far as my favorite moment, it's got to be the John Moxley-Darby Allen match. 
that's what made Darby probably my favorite wrestler in AEW. Also, well, it, be, uh, it gives him room for improvement. All right, well, Russell, you're, you're breaking up there. I, I kind of feel like the one criticism Russell had about AEW, he kind of answered that with his favorite moment. Like, I think he answered his own question by having, you know, your champions as a Chris Jericho and now a John Moxley, what they're doing as the champions is they're getting your their younger talent over. The last thing you want to do, and I think they proved their point, like if I think AEW Dynamite would have looked a lot differently if Hangman Page would have been your champion starting AEW Dynamite other than Chris Jericho. I think that their blueprint that they started actually was a successful one, Bully. When I listened to Jericho on the show last week, uh, when you guys were doing the 30 years of blowing smoke up Chris Jericho's ass, uh, he talked about how you're never going to see Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy because there's no point in it. And I completely agree. Very few people share my mentality when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to veterans and who veterans should work with. Chris is one of those guys. Veterans working with veterans, unless they are super matches, dream matches, or matches that will absolutely positively draw the house, like it makes complete dollars and cents, is really unnecessary. Now, if you put Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy on TV because you're trying to pop a rating for a one-off, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Program-wise, there's no point. Nobody's getting better. Nobody's moving up the ladder. Jericho and Matt are going to kind of wash each other out. One day I'll get a little over on you. One day you'll get a little over on me. Look at what happened when Matt Hardy tried to call Chris Jericho an asshole. The 300 people that were there are like, eh, boo, don't do that. Jericho's our guy. We, are, we hate Jericho when we want to hate Jericho, but you're not allowed to hate Jericho because we love his song and we love what he's doing here with the younger talent. Yep. Working with those younger talent, getting those younger talents over mean more than anything else. So good job by Jericho. All right. Yeah, and I totally agree with you, Bully. Let's go out to Mike in Ohio. What do you got, Mike? Give us a grade and one of your favorite Dynamite moments. Hey, Dave. Uh, so my grade is a A, and strictly because of the uh, the refing. Um, I, I sometimes I just don't get the refing. I enjoy the the count out, the, you know, the ten count in the uh, outside of the ring, inside the ring. And um, somebody on Reddit actually brought up that uh, the, the championship matches are supposed to be no count outs or something. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, top ten. Can I do top ten real fast? I'll rattle through them. Is that okay. Well, how about top five real fast? Top five. That's fine. Okay. Uh, the Dip and Dots Brawl. Uh, the Cody Go Home Full Gear promo. Uh, Jira Cruz. The uh, Parking Lot Brawl. And uh, the Dog Collar Match. And um, last thing I want to say is uh, I really enjoy my son's four years old and uh, he loves Darby Allen. And uh, I get to watch Dynamite every Wednesday with my son. So uh, it's, it's a great time. Thanks for taking you know- my call. Mike, you got it, man. That's you know, that's a bond that won't be broken. That's awesome to hear. All right, let's go out to Corey in Rockland. Corey, give us a grade in a moment, my friend. Hey guys, uh, first I'll give it I'll give it a good solid B for me. Um, I like the show, but it still has somewhat of like an indie vibe to it, like an indie vibe, like with more money. But I mean, that's fine. It's it's still a good show. It's a great show. And some of my favorite moments is anytime the big fat LaGreca head gets trashed. 
Well, the, the, it only happened once. So are you saying that your favorite moment is when MJF trashed the LaGreca head? Yeah. Okay. Because that's all right. like, you know, being part of the nation made me feel like, I, you know, it was happening to me too. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you, Corey. I love it. That was one of my favorite moments as well. Let's go out to Joe in North Carolina. Joe, give us a grade, buddy. B plus, and I think it's because it's elevated, like I said, on top of you know other promotions and TV shows. It's also elevated the independents. A lot of the independent promotions right now are you know getting talent that are featured on AEW, like Sunny Kiss and Effie's Big Gay Brunch, John Moxley over at Bloodsport, and that's just from two from this past weekend. So I give that that. And as the guy who's kind of helped orchestrate all those Lagreca heads going into AEW, the first time we got it on Dynamite Day. That was my favorite moment because it popped everybody in that daggone thing, and we were going absolutely ape shit. Yeah, that was awesome, Joe, and I and and thank you for that, and thanks for the nation of getting those Lagreca heads at all the AEW shows, especially since I was banned by Cody Rhodes. Dave, I got to tell you, uh, and I'm going to uh, you know I don't want to save it. You know what my number one moment was for AEW? What? The second they came on the air on TNT of their very first show. That's the moment. Because we haven't had an alternative like that on major network television and any kind of competition in a long time. Just them getting there was a big deal. That moment in time, to me, you know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to AEW. Welcome to Dynamite. It kicked off. It's kind of like the first time Vince McMahon ever, uh, you know, uttered the words, you know, we're live at the Manhattan Center. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's 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 memorable. You're always going to remember that first episode. I think you're going to there's a lot of big moments when it comes to that first year. And, and Bully, uh, it's hard to argue with your number one because that started it all. And I'm hoping that, you know, 20 years, 25 years from now, people are going to go back and look at that. And there's going to be books and, and, and shows about that first episode for AEW Dynamite. It's such a, it was such a big accomplishment for that company. I'll, I kind of compare it to when Joey Styles was standing in the middle of the ring for ECW's Barely Legal. ECW making it to pay-per-view was, was insane. That was such a huge moment in time. It's not about any particular match on uh, Barely Legal. It's not about any particular match that happened on that first episode of Dynamite. It's not a particular wrestler. It's about the entire company's journey to get to those memorable moments in time kevin in atlanta kevin what's your grade for aew year one for dynamite listen guys first and foremost this is the best show on sirius xm this is worth every single penny but that being Thank said you. dave i gotta bury your ass right here man you ready for this You're i mean giving I, them I, an a yeah speak you're giving them an a but if you're giving them an A, what do you consider WWF like 2002 or ECW 95? What? Why? There, this isn't a compare. We're not comparing shows and eras here. Well, no, you're giving you're giving them a grade. So my question is, when you give somebody an A, I'm thinking it's got to be a pretty great show, and I'm I'm just I'm not seeing that. I'm comparing the two. I'm comparing one A. Why? To the why next you day. can't? Co- why are you going to compare a show from 2020 with a show from 1995? 
Why are you going to compare a show now from something that happened 25 years ago? Time out. You can't time out. You shouldn't be comparing it to anything. We're looking at AEW Dynamite on its own. Now, here's where I got to defend LaGreca. And I'm not burying you because we're going to let you go on with your phone call. Yeah, of course. Perfect. I gave it a B plus. Dave gave it an A. There's really not that much difference from a B plus to an A. And I gave my reason why I had to knock it down to a B plus because of lack of psychology. And Dave gave his reason to knock it up to an A because of the enthusiasm and the lightning they caught in a bottle. I can understand why LaGrecia gave it an A. Now, continue with your burial, sir. Perfect. Now, Bully, I hate to say this, man, because I mean, I'm telling you, man, you're one of my favorite guys of all time. I'm disappointed in you for giving it a B plus as well. All right. And here's why. Okay. The legend. Right. Oh, wait, like hold on. I'm going to write this down because I want to hear these points. Go ahead. Perfect. First and foremost, we're a year in. They got a billionaire backing them up. They're on TNT primetime, which goes along with the NBA. And what are we looking forward to a year and a half in or a year in at this point where they had a half year or so before, but there's nothing. There's no storylines. There's no heat. There's nothing. Now, now I know everybody talks about the in-ring psychology. I'm not even talking about that. I don't care about bell to bell outside of that. There's been nothing. What they've done is they have bought a lot of momentum. They bought Jericho's. They bought the LAX's. They bought the, the, the Miro or Rusev. They bought Kenny Omega. And nothing's happened. Look at, look at Kenny Omega. He comes in his first year, right? He's the biggest name outside of WWE. Everybody's excited to see him. What do they do with him? Bro, he bombs. He, he absolutely bombs his first match or two. He loses. And then they stick in that tag team with some guy that, you know, not, not to be me, but not a lot of people really care about for a year. And now, and now look around. I don't care about Kenny Omega anymore. Look at Miro, right? Everybody thinks he's a joke in WWE, right? WWE doesn't know how to book Miro, right? What happens with him? Bro, he comes out for his debut. He's wearing my fiance's pajamas, okay? And then guess what? <laughs> he, he, he's, he's on TV last week playing Donkey Kong in the audience, right? I mean, they don't know how to manage heat. The lights and camera aspect have been spectacular for this entire show, right? As it should be. It's a freaking billionaire. But the action piece, whether in the ring or outside of the ring, has been absolute, and I apologize for saying this, shit. It hasn't been that good. So I'm I, I couldn't disagree I'll with you more. Plus. Kevin? The only, yeah, Dave, I think the only thing that we agree with this guy on is Miro so far. Yes. And we I were talking about that. this before oh. the show. The jury is still out on Miro. Every other point you make, I I completely, utterly, unequivocally disagree, especially with especially with storytelling and with heat, because they have gone out of their way to try to tell some stories. You can't tell all stories across the board. Some stories, especially Cody and Jericho. And if you want to talk about heat, probably the biggest heat seeking magnet on the planet right now in the pro wrestling industry is MJF. I disagree with that. He's, he's great. I like okay. him. I personally. Okay. He's great. I, I like him, but I, I disagree. Okay. All right. All right. I, I mean, Kevin, obviously you hate AEW. You do not like AEW. No, 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 no. I, I watch AEW every week. You guys see, I'm not trying to be me. Listen, I like AEW. I try to watch it every week. 
I'm just disappointed. Just like WWE, I'm just disappointed more than I am excited about. Now, I know MJF, everybody talks about how great of a heel he is. When I watch him, I kind of buy, I get the vibe that he's trying to act kind of like a heel. He's not really a heel. And the, the storylines, I mean, I, what are y'all looking forward to tonight? What's the big, what's the big draw for the first year anniversary? What's, what's well, they super have, I, I, I'm looking forward to the anniversary show. I'm looking forward to the entire two hours. I, I'm looking I, forward but, to Cody against Orange Cassidy. What menu Cody versus Orange Cassidy. You're not excited for uh, Cody no. versus Orange Cassidy? No, listen, Cody has been the best part of that entire show by a long shot. He's been a superstar. Other than that, no, that's that's. I was extremely disappointed when Orange Cassidy. Okay, Kevin. To be honest with you, Kevin, thought, what yes, wrestling sir. on what wrestling or company on the planet right now do you like? Listen, I'll be honest, bully. I mean, I, I I'm a diehard fan. I try watching as much as I can. The last time, I mean, it's been to be honest, it's been years since I would really enjoy something. There's little pieces here and there that I enjoy, little moments. But for the most part, I, there's just not a whole lot out there right now that I think is is great. I think it's kind of a dry period. It's all right, dry Kevin, I, I'm going to leave the I'll leave it off. First of all, what's your grade for for AEW Dynamite Year One? I'm going to I'm going to give them a D. I'll give them a C minus. A C minus. A, a C minus. All right, I, I completely disagree. I was going to say a but, D plus. All right, I was going to say okay. a D plus, but a C minus. Very low C. Uh, that. All right, D plus C minus. It's still a poor grade, and I don't think they deserve it. But Kevin, oh, I'm, I'm, but Kevin, we we disagree about AEW. But you talk about like right now in wrestling, there's not a lot. Watch AEW Dynamite tonight with an open mind, and I want to hear from you. I, I hope you call. I hope you call in tomorrow because there's two matches that I'm super excited about. One is Cody versus Orange Cassidy for that TNT Championship. The other. Is Moxley against Lance Archer for the AEW Heavyweight Championship? Like, I- I'm sorry, but if you're a wrestling fan, you're you're not excited for John Moxley versus Lance Archer tonight. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I hope, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to put the wrestlers down. They're doing a great job. I, I mean this with all respect. I hope you guys know that I'm calling with love and passion. I'm not calling with hate. You know, I, I, what I'm saying is, no, I'm, I, I just don't feel the all momentum right. is there. I'm not excited. All right, all right Kevin, I got to let you go because we're up against the break. I mean, that's just, I, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I could not, dis- other than the Mira point, and again, we're just a few weeks into Mira, but you're right. If you want to, if you want to dog on that and you want to, and you want to be super critical of that, I can't argue because there really isn't an argument to be had. But you talk about storylines, growth of character, younger talent going to the next plateau in, in just a year's time. And you're not excited about everything that they've built up. You talk about building somebody up. The way they built up Orange Cassidy and you're having Cody versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, who is the darling of the AEW fan base, going up against the guy who built this company and has carried this company on his back. Like, that's not intriguing to you? See, uh, it's okay to disagree, and especially when you come to the, to the table with some points as to why you disagree. But if the, number, the two top things you're going to say is that the company lacks storytelling and heat, 
right off the bat, I think you, it holds no water. If he would have said, I don't like the psychology of the matches. Well, I get it. I don't like the fact that they do too many super kicks in a match. Well, then I get it. Certain things, yes, blatantly obvious why I gave it a B plus. But let's just take something like the Dark Order. Look at the week-to-week vignettes and the buildup of that group. Yes. Look at that storytelling. Now, the fact that I didn't think the payoff was that great takes nothing away from the storytelling that we loved for the, I'd say it was between eight and ten weeks of buildup, right, Dave? Yes. So they're showing you that they want to tell stories. Cody's out there trying to tell stories, Okay, you have storytellers like Jake the Snake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Taz out there trying to progress stories. I see the storytelling in AEW. What I do believe is this, and I've never spoke to Tony Khan in my life about this, and the only time I've ever spoke to Tony Khan is when he was on our show. I believe that Tony Khan, who is in pretty good touch with his fan base, as evident by all of his tweeting to his fan base on AEW, realizes that today's wrestling fan has a little bit shorter of an attention span. Thus, he's giving us week to week, maybe month to month stuff right now because we can't really build up to anything but TV show, TV show. So he's going for the jugular each week on TV shows. And then he will leave the deeper storytelling to the Cody's and the Jericho's. And like we saw with Jericho and Orange Cassidy, that took place over like a two and a half to three month period, right? Yes. That's storytelling. You might not have liked the story. You might've thought that Jericho gave Orange Cassidy too much or whatever, but that still doesn't take away from the attempt to tell a story and get a younger talent over, and and to say that MJF is not a, is not a heel is not is not doing a good job. He's the best heel in, in pro wrestling right now, bar none. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films. To talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Somebody that I wanted to talk to, somebody that is a friend of the show, somebody that we've had on before, and I know somebody that has put on her social media account a petition to get Glow back on the air on Netflix is our good friend, original Glow Girl. That's right, original. And that is our good friend, Hollywood. Hollywood, how are you this morning? Hi, darling. I'm good. How are you guys this morning? Now, I could be totally off, so stop me if I'm wrong. If I'm going to picture <laughs> if I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to picture you right now on the phone with us. You got on a pair of jeans with some nope. band T-shirt on, some some metal band's T-shirt. Ah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so I'm wearing because I thought it was going to be a little warmer in Philly, but I have like a little skirt. I've got Converse tennis shoes on and a Ramon uh, T-shirt. <laughs> not, not bad. You're right. Not bad. Say it slower. Ramone. Not bad. Uh, it's uh I, I, I thought I, I could tell I know you pretty pretty well. How are you? Yep. 
I am so good. I flew in this morning. I was going to stay in Philly, but you know what I did? Not stay in there. I was going to come back home around 3. But, you know, I looked this, I looked last night, and there was a 7 a.m. flight. And so I did a standby, and I'm like, I want to be home. I mean, it's just so great to be back, you know, at home. You know, and I'm thinking, I can talk to you guys. So I had Ryan come and pick me up, bring me back home quickly. I got some coffee. And uh, I'm ready to talk to you guys. You are so awesome. I miss you all. I miss coming down to the station. So, you know, when things are better, maybe next yes. year, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, up, we'll see what happens. But you have an open invitation to come to our studios because, you know, I have to admit you're much better in person than you are on the phone. Not that you're bad on the phone, but it's just always good to see Hollywood in the studio. You just make it just much more attractive studio. Um and but I, I want to get into some things that some ventures that you're doing right now. But I want to get into Glow because I cool. saw on your social media account that you have a petition and it's doing very well. You know, I yeah. actually retweeted it at David Lagreca one where you could sign the petition and it's closing into the goal of ten thousand already. Uh, it's it's Great. well over eight thousand signatures on the petition Thank you. as we speak. So I want people. So we're going to reach that goal probably by the end of the day, Hollywood. But. Like, I know for you, I know for you that like this really with this TV series, really a resurgence with the original glow as well. I mean, you know, how hard did you take the fact that they're going to, you know, not have a fourth season of glow on Netflix? Well, you know what? That hit home because it's just like with our show, exactly the same thing. All of a sudden you're standing there and the carpet gets pulled out from underneath you and you're like, what? What the fuck? What what, what? 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 do you mean? There's no more show. And, and you know the season they had already done. I believe they started their third episode um, before they had to stop because of COVID. And then um, I was watching. I was listening to uh, to Mark Marin, who was talking about it before the petition went went live. He was saying that the showrunners were saying that uh, they couldn't afford to uh, keep the studio running that long and waiting. And then with COVID and everything else. So he thought, you know what, we need closure. So, you know, if we can't finish this, how about a two hour movie or, you know, and so that's why it hits so much home for all of us, because I'm thinking we didn't get that either. I mean, we got no closure. It was just a phone call that said, we're not doing the seasons anymore. And it was done. So let's hope. Well, let's hope with um, social media, with the petition, and everybody sharing that um, maybe we can get that show, uh, you know, a, a movie. And you know, would be even great. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it this time. If they do a movie, how about incorporate original Glow Girls? You know, just little cameos here and there. I think it would make it badass. It would just do it justice <laughs> even well, more. I'm, I'm- I'm actually surprised that they didn't have some of the original Glow Girls in the series, especially coming off the popularity of the documentary, because they had the documentary just a couple of years before. And and I thought the popularity of the documentary was a big reason why that this TV series started on Netflix. So I figured the least they could do is have some cameos from the original Glow Girls. Quote, you would think, I mean, we did that documentary in 2012 and Gingy Cohen, the producer of uh, Orange is the New Black, loved that and said, okay, you know, here's our, here it is. Let's, let's, here's the incentive. Let's do it. 
And why wouldn't the glow girl, you know, it just would be really awesome. Even if we're not majorly in there, who cares? It would just, I think it would do the show justice. So, you know, we want them to come back. Of course, I want to see closure. I want to see the end of it. And I think adding a few glow ladies from the original show would, would just, you know, be pretty damn cool. Hollywood, did anybody from... Did, did anybody from the the Netflix series get in touch with you or any of the original Glow Girls for some uh, pointers or what was it really like back in the day? Or they did they get their input from you on anything? You know, nothing from myself. The only girl that really they had contact with was the owner of the trademark, which is Ursula Hayden. Um, and so I don't know what the dialogue was between, but I'll tell you, they had like little storyboards in their makeup and hair or wardrobe that had a lot of the glow girls and what they were wearing. But man, we could have told them great stories. We could have, you know, helped Chavo maybe with some of the, uh, some of the choreographing that, you know, especially like myself playing a heel, there were some signature moves and, and bad stuff that, that, happened there was a lot of low blows and cheating and oh god it just would have been wonderful if some of us could have given them you know a few pointers for some of our stories but nope not that i know of they just kind of wanted to go their own route and i will give it to them that you know they they came up with their characters different characters you know people will ask hey hollywood are you any of these characters well there's a character named melrose but i can't yeah. say that that's my character because she was kind of a a smash up of uh, MTV and my character and Vine. So, you know, I, I, I like what they had done with their characters. I think they did a great job. And uh, I definitely want to see them back on. It would be just great. And you know what? They also had, you know, they had a YouTube um, Zoom video with the whole cast. And it was really uplifting. And it made me proud and honored. Uh, to have been on that show listening to what those girls were saying about their experience on the set and with Chavo um, and each other. So it's pretty cool. You know, because I, I, cause knowing we were going to do the interview today, you know, yesterday I went and brushed up, even though I had seen the show before, I brushed up and watched the first season. I binge watched the first season. Great. And I'm watching yeah. it, and, and it's funny that you mentioned Melrose, because I'm wondering if, like, that, if that was, if Melrose was you. <laughs> and, and have you heard yeah. that? Have people, okay. Is there similarities yeah, with I've Melrose and you? Yeah, there's. Of course, there's similarity. She's a she's a heel, and she's got she's a smart ass, but also she could sing. So I'm looking at MTV, who could sing, and she was a heel. It, like I said, it was just, and I've met Jackie as well. Uh, we interviewed together last year on, on a on a talk show. Uh, nice girl, sweet girl. I, I was listening to something that she had said. You know that they said, "Oh, you're too big," and I looked at her, and she's tiny. God, I was just like, you are barely like 110 pounds. How could that be big? You know, I, I, just crazy. Hollywood puts a lot of, you know, a, a, a lot of pressure on actresses these days to be a certain way, to look a certain way. Um, and that was what made Glow different, you guys. If you look at our old shows, all the girls came in different sizes and shapes and colors. 
And that was cool. It wasn't your standard, beautiful Playboy model, you know, perfect 34, 24, 34. We all were different and we all had, you know, great different personalities to bring to our characters. Um, so, and, and their show does the same thing as well. But I'm just saying, I was listening to Hollywood these days, you know, how, not even these days, but just how they put so much pressure on these actors and actresses to be a certain way. So I love that these ladies are themselves. And they kicked ass. They, they did a good job. They really did. Hollywood, do you think that there were any ladies from the Netflix series that could have actually made it with you glow girls from back in the day? Well, Kia was already a wrestler. We already know that. Why not? Other than her. Maybe. Of course. Of course, because I'll tell you why. I was not a wrestler. You know, Vine was not a wrestler. We were not stunt women. We, some of us, we'd never acted a day in our lives. So absolutely, we went in with no knowledge of how to wrestle. Of course. It's funny, though, like watching that story played out. How similar was the story that we saw played out on the Netflix series with what really happened back in 1986? So in the beginning, and not a spoiler for anyone because it's, it's been on for three years now. So in the beginning, do you guys remember, um, I think it was Ruth going into her, going into the audition, um, and it was in a ring, in a gym, there was a bunch of girls sitting there and she's looking around at everybody and they all got their pictures and resumes. <laughs> and so I remember doing the same thing. I remember getting a message on my machine or pager, whatever it was back then. Um, and I called the agency and just like Ruth, here it is. It's a sports show. You're going to go on and it, go in an audition. Well, when I asked what kind of sports, they didn't say it. I didn't say it was wrestling, so I had no idea till I walked in and listened to David McClain telling us that we were going to be women wrestlers. And I swear to God, and the same thing when they said the same thing, when Mark Marin, I think, said, this is, this is wrestling. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling, you, these girls got up and left. And that is exactly, and I'm telling you to the exact T that, that was, it scared the shit out of me because I looked and these girls got up and left probably you know, uh, two, a third of them got up and left and I'm like, what the hell do these girls know that I don't know? But being, you know, 21 years old, they're brave, you know, and you're like, I'm up for anything. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to try it. And the same mentality Ruth had, um, Alison Bree, she, she did the same thing. I'm going to do it. You know, it's just, I don't know when you're young, you're fearless. <laughs> so that was very true. You know, and there's other stuff, other aspects, you know, I think I've talked about it before when Mark Maron, who's their director, is doing cocaine. Um, our director never did drugs or drink. You know, he liked to gamble a little bit. But, you know, some of the ladies, the glow girls were not happy with that. But you guys, it's Hollywood. You have to have drama. You've got to bring in a, an audience to come back. And, and they did. I mean, they did three seasons. You know, and some of the ladies were up for Emmys. So kudos to them i think did a really good job hollywood i know you you mentioned like when you're younger you have no fear i'm scrolling through your social media though and you, you look fantastic you keep yourself in great shape if an opportunity came up for you to get in the ring and do something even though you didn't have any formal training would you be up for something like that well why not 
Yes, why not? The people say, how long are you going to wrestle Hollywood or how long are you going to do this? You do it because you love it. And you do it if your body says it's okay to do it. You do it until my body says I'm not going to be able to do this physically. I'm, I'm all there. I'm totally, I'm totally there. All right. Hey, you so- know, I did some stuff with NWA. Um, I worked with um, a couple of the uh, wrestlers um, uh, last year and the year before. And one guy goes, I'm going to pick you up and we're going to do this. And I'm going to slam you down. And it was, uh, you know, you, you're, you just never forget. It, stepping into a ring is so cool. And I know all the wrestlers feel the same way. You're really nervous when you walk out, totally nervous. Oh, my God, I think I have to go to the bathroom. But you don't. And then you they call your name and you get in the ring and every little bit of your nervousness is now gone. It's like you own the ring and you own everybody that's watching you. Uh, it's, a, it's a super cool high. I love the I business. Got, I got a great idea. Do how, about we put, how about we put you through a table? I'll do it. Do it. Oh. You're going to put it through. It's I like, thought you were going to set up a match at the 3D. No, 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 no. How about we lay her out on a table, Dave, and I'll give you the rocket launcher off the top rope, and you put Hollywood through the table, which I'm would require you to land right on top of Hollywood. I'm not, put, I'm, I'm not putting Hollywood through a table, but I'll, t- I'll have a match with Hollywood. I'll do a 3D yeah. at the Team 3D Academy. LaGreca versus oh. Hollywood. No, Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, my God. Should what is it going to be, like apartment wrestling? Dave. I could, I could take her. Come on. We'll, we'll dress LaGreca up like Magnificent Mimi. <laughs> That's funny. Hollywood, so tell it. us now. Okay, I you know got, you're doing I some. Accept the challenge. All right. I challenge has been challenge. thrown. Accept the challenge. We'll do it, Bully. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Oh, boy. Oh, Think of paper. We could, we, could, we could do this mm. big, Bully. We could do this big. I'm telling you right now. So really, really quick, Hollywood, before, before we let you go, yes. and thanks again for the time. We, I truly appreciate it. I know you're doing the stuff Thank with you. soap. Tell us, tell us how our fans could, oh. could. Please, go right ahead. Yeah, thank you so much. So I have a soap line called Hollywood Botanica with a K. And it's doing really well. And I have, and I'm not going to tell you guys yet, but I have a super big order for a super big rock star. Uh, I'll just say he lives in Chicago. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to be putting some soaps in his new cafe slash tea shop. And uh, But anyway, if anyone's interested, these have no preservatives in them. They only have organic oils in them. They don't dry out your skin. Dave, I gave some to you and your wife, and she text, awesome. she uh, tweeted the hell out of it. So tell her thank you. So when I see you again, I'll get you more soap. So if people are interested in it, HollywoodBotanica.com, uh, and that's with a K. Thanks, guys. That was really nice of you. You're oh, so sweet. You know, I've been busy, too. i got to tell you, I wrote a foreword to a book called The Ballad of Cousin Elvira, and that's by uh, a writer, John Cosper. He, he asked me to write the foreword for him on his book, The Ballad of Cousin Elvira. And then there was another book. You guys, I'm telling you, another book called Rolling Thunder. Seriously, R- Rolling Thunder by A.J. Devlin. I got to write the, uh, the blurb on the back of the cover of this book. All of these are at Amazon and in your stores. So, yeah. I've been staying busy. So I'm just, and I'm still trying to work on my bio, you know, go figure. 
I got everybody else's stuff, but yep, we'll get it. We'll get it one day, guys. Thanks for I having pre- me on. You guys of are course. awesome. The Hollywood, you're awesome. And thank you so much for the time. We truly appreciate it. And again, I just retweeted the petition. So go out there, sign the petition, Great. get glow back on Netflix and Hollywood. Thank you so much for the time as always. Honored, you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.